Oh, hello, I didn't see you there. Hi, hello, welcome to Nicholas's Cage for those who have been here before. And uh, for those who haven't, well, hello, welcome. Come in to Nicholas's Cage. Uh, over here is where we keep the oiled snakeskin jackets. Uh, over here, we have a pedestal with our one Oscar. Uh, and then the back, we've got rows and rows of cages of snakes, baby. This is Nicholas's cage. And yes, it is always this dark, and yes, it does always smell this weird. <laughs> okay, so uh, this week, I just want to say off the bat, uh, this is a pre-recorded episode, so if anyone gets confused if we make any references to the summer or anything like that, uh, that's because this episode was recorded a few months ago. Um, second, please, please, please uh, subscribe to Nicholas's Cage wherever you're listening to me now. Uh, and make sure you go on to iTunes if you can and uh, leave a five star review that really helps other people find us. And that helps us, you know, get the word of the cage out there, people. We want to preach the cage. Uh, thirdly, please uh, follow us on Instagram. We're at Cage Cage Pod. That's at Cage Cage Pod. C-A-G-E-C-A-G-E Pod. P-O-D. Um, other than that, oh, I think. I think I hear Nicholas Cage rummaging around in the back of the cage. All right, Nick. All right, Nick. I'll get to it. He's getting angry, so uh, we better get on with the show. This the microphone I'm using. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the newly named Nicholas's Cage. Well done, Alice. The podcast that we literally just named two seconds ago, even though we've been doing it for, what, a couple months? <laughs> we had a name, but we didn't do any research well, and realized that it was already taken. By we, me. And by me, I did Google and then just did one cursory Google search before I was just like, it's great! And no one's thought of it! Um, yeah, I did terrible investigation. Um, welcome to one of the apparently many podcasts about Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas's Cage is what this one's called. Uh, what makes this a slightly different from the other Nicholas Cage podcast, you ask? Um, we don't know what we're doing. We're probably not as good. And, um, but mostly, we're going to talk <laughs> not just Cage and his movies, which we love, and we're going to watch each a different one each episode. But we're also going to try and relate the movie we watched that week to a facet of Nicolas Cage's very interesting, personal very crazy, life. yeah, personal life. Because the thing I think I like most about Nicolas Cage is, like, he's crazy on screen, but that does not stop when he leaves set. It's also, I like to like watch a movie and just imagine that that's just him I think anyway. it is. Yeah. The like... more that I read, the more stuff I read this week about just like crazy stuff he's done um the stuff he actually says to people is like is like a Nicolas, it's like it's like a, a scene from a Nicolas Cage movie. I'll show you acting yes exactly <laughs> I, yeah um okay so what we're talking this week the movie we watched is Leaving Las Vegas which uh Cage won the Oscar for it's probably his most like recognized movie of like yeah that's a really good movie you know it's yeah. not a joke you know nobody's taken the piss with his acting they're like i didn't know that much going in i knew it was like a a dark like mm. comedy mm. um but 
I don't know, as someone that kind of hates rom-coms, like, I don't yeah. really ever like rom-coms. Yeah, I enjoyed too. this because it's like a like yeah, satire yeah, yeah. on kind of rom-coms where it's like, oh, look how romantic this is, but it's horrible yeah, and it's disgusting. And disgusting and gross. It's, yeah, it's about like Nick Cage is this alcoholic that's like drinking himself to death, but he doesn't remember like exactly why. He's just, I think it's like wife divorced him or something, but it doesn't matter at this point, he just wants to die. Yeah. And then a prostitute falls in love with him. A prostitute with the heart of gold. Yeah, and you're just watching them their romance while but it's like incredibly messed up because she just accepts that he's killing himself yeah and is fine with it and doesn't ever question it and then they just she's kind of an enabler in a way yeah she's a massive enabler but i guess they but i guess she realizes like nothing i do is gonna make him stop anyway yeah i guess she's like he's going to die either way mm. and i love him so i might as well just be there with him yeah i guess the sad thing about the movie for me that the thing that really moved me which i think i said after we watched the movie where i was like this is the first nicholas cage movie that we've seen that actually like had an emotional like real impact on me besides just like disgust or <laughs> heavy laughter so how long is it gonna take for you to <laughs> drink yourself to death about four weeks the sad part of it is is that like even this great thing as like this new love wasn't enough to bring him out of whatever weird place he was in and he still wanted to kill himself even just you know in spite of having a woman who was a good woman who you know loved him but it's she wasn't like even though they were like in love mm. it's like it's still like a incredibly like destructive not not like healthy good, yeah it's not a healthy relationship it's not like well, they're not guess... good for each other they're both terrible for each other yeah, yeah. because they're both enabling their well lifestyles. yeah they both say that too don't they like they both need something it's like a codependent thing like they both need something from each other it's like neither of them want to change and they just want to yeah do that forever but yeah i don't know it's mm -hmm. um I think Nick Cage plays it well when it comes to. He does a really like, good job. Yeah, and I think the uh, who who was the woman in it? It's um oh, okay so, uh, cast wise, um does have Richard Lewis in it which we noted earlier. Oh yeah. Um, but it's mainly Nicolas Cage and Elizabeth Shue is this the woman. Yeah, but it it is one of those situations where it's like. You know, with every Nick Cage movie, where it's like, why the hell is this woman in love Tell with this disgusting, raging yeah, no, alcoholic? But then it's like, oh, but I guess he like talked to her. Yeah. But she could obviously do a, a lot, lot better, better and could easily go yeah. out and find someone that isn't actively killing themselves. <laughs> but um, I guess she feels like she's she's like damaged. Got, goods yeah, or she's she's damaged and she feels like she can't do any better. Yeah. Because, but we did say that in the movie because it's not just like this happens a lot in the, in his movies. It's not just like the, his female lead that likes Nicolas Cage for some odd reason that we can't quite figure out. It's other women in the movie also be gravitating it's just, towards Nicolas Cage. He's always presented as this like irresistible, like sex symbol yeah. when he's like look, got like it's a disgusting. disgusting mustache and like a mullet and like yeah. a receding hairline, yeah. and he's like an alcoholic and he's like a yeah, psychopath. Especially in Leaving it's Las just, Vegas, like, he's like basically drooling half of the movie like, like he's 
it's it's like in Moonstruck where he's yeah. got like a hook for a hand <laughs> no, and he's he like a, a raging hand. like psychopath. He's like screaming and Cher's like, oh, he's so dreamy. He's I know. So, he's so dreamy. It's just like I watched that clip today actually where he's where, that clip you know when they're in the bakery and they first meet and he's just like, I lost a hand. <laughs> but that's <laughs> so crazy. what I liked about this film because I felt like this film was kind of poking yeah. fun at that kind of like stereotype where. Yeah that Nick Cage thing where it's like because it doesn't spoiler alert spoiler alert, it doesn't it doesn't end well you know Cage dies in the end yeah yeah but it's also like you know it it's self-aware that like yeah he's this mess it's yeah. not presenting him as anything other than a no. mess no no and 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 he starts off a mess and if anything he just gets like worse and worse and worse which you can't really it's fun seeing the progression of alcoholism in Nick Cage because he's he does like it does change as the movie goes on. Like at the yeah, beginning, definitely. he's like a funny like, like drunk, yeah, and he's doing like wacky oh, things. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. And he's like you know just doing funny drunk, drunk shenanigans, yeah. and then as it goes on, it's like oh, this is sad now. Like he's like less coherent like, and like able to. Around when he like moves in with her. Like when yeah, when he moves into it, he's sad. just like he can barely like move. He's just yeah. like, and then when he starts getting the like convulsions because he's like mm -hmm. got really bad withdrawals. So he's like oh, he's that shaking. Scene where, yeah, that scene where he's like going to the bank or whatever, and he has to sign a check, and he and he's shaking so bad he can't sign it. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes out and gets a drink, and then he comes back and he's just like, and da -da -da -da. let's do it to it. That was really sad. Yeah, it was. That's what I mean. Like I really felt for Nicolas Cage, and I don't think there's been a movie so far where I've actually, like, had an emotional reaction to I thought, his acting. Yeah, it was a good mixture of, like, dark and funny. I don't remember if I started drinking because my wife left me or my wife left me because I started drinking. But fuck it anyway. Um, I like the... Should we talk about like the final scene, or yeah, is it like it. spoilers? Spoiler alert! I mean, this movie is from like nineteen ninety something. So, yeah. Or no, maybe it's really two thousand. Sorry. Well, like his his whole thing is that he's like he can't he's like can't get an erection because he's drunk all the time. Yeah. So they never. Have so sex. they never have sex, and it's like a thing, and it becomes like nineteen ninety five. Sorry. There's like a bit of tension between them, yes. but then at the very end when he's dying, he yes. gets like a boner, and she like has sex with him, yeah. and his last dying breath, he finally, he finally Orgasms. gets it on, <laughs> finally jizzes at the very last moment of his life. It's like that's the perfect, perfect way for way to go. To go. <laughs> yeah, that's how. That's the ideal way he wanted to go. Like that's what. That was so sad though. It was like weird. It's like funny, but it's also like. Like, when you describe it, it's a funny scene, right? Like it's also, it's funny, it's, sad. it's sad, but it's disgusting as well, because yeah. she's, like, having sex with this, like, Corpse. dead, dying man. Yeah. It's, it's, it is kind of fucked up, because you're fucked up. Yeah, because he's not really, like, coherent at the time either. And she just sort of No, but you know it. it's what he would have wanted, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to talk me out of the, the same? It was, was consensual. <laughs> <laughs> she raped him, and then he died. <laughs> um, no, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, even that whole scene, the, the fact that, you know, because, you know, in rom-coms, they normally get together in the end, and that's the, that final scene is them sort of, you know, walking off into the sunset. Yeah. And this one was just, like, 
there's an element of romance in it, right? They're having sex, but literally but as it's, he's but dying. But it's horrific. Yeah. Like... See how hard you make me, Angel. Yeah, I thought it was a really good movie. It was just like the script, like for once it what it like Cage's acting and the script actually like worked together instead of you know sometimes where Cage is better than the script or the script is yeah like he was never he was never like overacting because no. the script always called for him to be well, he was always like drunk yeah you know? well so, done drunk so you, that's hard to overact yeah so he wasn't ever like it wasn't jarring that he was like overacting plus, in a scene like you said too it wasn't just like crazy drunk guy the whole way through there were definitely nuances yeah to, like, like progresses yeah. yeah. I thought it was really, really good. But, be that as it may, I am not here to force my twisted soul into your life. Ooh, it had a really tiny budget. Only $3.5 million to make it. That's impressive, because it doesn't look it not at, at all. all. Especially cause since they're in Vegas, and there's not loads of, like, yeah, but expensive, I guess it's but like it's all just actual Vegas. Yeah. yeah, it's not so like a set. Pay for that. Yeah. And a lot of it is just Nicolas Cage and Elizabeth Shue. You know, it's like a huge cast. Yeah. So kind of like I could see how they could do it, but yeah, that is really impressive because it doesn't it doesn't look. Yeah, you wouldn't know. If no. You could you could. It doesn't look like a shoestring budget. Yeah. Unless it was there or whatever. Uh, apparently, people were skeptical skeptical of uh, casting Elizabeth Shue because she had done stuff like The Karate Kid in 1984 and Adventures in Babysitting in 1987, um, and they thought that. The Mike Figgis, the director, was kind of crazy for casting her in such a serious movie. But, as we know, she went on to be nominated for the Oscar, so he made the right decision. That's right! That is right! Yeah, I wonder... Ooh. Like, I wonder, yeah, if that's part of his his process where he, like, tapes himself getting into character. I would love to see that. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Like, are there tapes somewhere oh. of Nick Cage just being... Ugh. Sloppy drunk. Is that what I'm gonna spend all of my like life's what the money next, like, on when he dies? And, iCloud like, his hack. Estate is sold. <laughs> uh, liquor companies, of course, didn't want to be associated with it. But like, I think we pointed it out because you said, "Oh, this would be great for advertising," and then we were like watching more of it, and you're like, "Actually, they're not." <laughs> it's like no one's gonna be like, "Yeah, our liquor kills you." No. Like, um, let's see. Figgis actually made a joke about it. He said, quote, one very famous beer company offered us free booze not to put their label in the film. <laughs> oh, apparently Naomi Campbell was supposed to be in the movie. Apparently she was supposed to play the hooker at the bar where Ben takes... Oh, who Ben takes back to his and Sarah's apartment. Oh, remember that scene? Well, yeah, she, where she he cheats on her. Yeah. That was supposed to be Naomi Campbell. At the last minute, a pre-SVU Mariska Hargitay agreed to replace Campbell, who dropped out to promote her album. Naomi Campbell had an album? Tyra Banks had. I know, and it was terrible. I remember remember she would always promote it on on, uh, On America's Not Sound Model. And and even as a a 12-year-old fat kid, I thought, ooh, Tyra, what are you doing? It's not good. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, and the director, Mike Figgis, also composed the soundtrack. He composed the jazz instrumentals and provided the trumpet and keyboard himself. He also appears in the film twice, once as the mobster at the gas station and once as the lounge lounge singer in a taxi ad. That's my favorite. Um, you know, like, Hitchcock, this is not anything to do with Nicolas Cage, but you know how Hitchcock was in, like, all of his movies? Yeah, if I was, like, a director, I would... I would yeah. totally be in the background. Tarantino does that as well. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, well, Tarantino. I, I can't even get into the Tarantino thing. I, I don't like him enough. <laughs> I'll, I'll go into, I'll fly off into a rage. But he's definitely a, a 
disgusting pervert, probably. Yeah, and overrated. Uh... I like some of okay, some of his well, films. Okay, we'll talk about this later, because right. I will get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, so you know how Hitchcock is in all these movies? My favorite one, that because he was really, like, creative about it, and you really had to, like, look for him. It wasn't obvious, like, with Stanley, like, where it's, like, obvious he's in a movie. Um, there's this one movie called Lifeboat, where it's literally all set, like, in a tank on a lifeboat. And, um, so there's no way for him to, like, walk in the background or whatever. So the way he, like, has his cameo is there's, like, a newspaper floating in the in the water. And at that time, he had lost, like, a bunch of weight. And he's, like, in an ad for weight loss. Yeah. Like, he has, like, the before and after. That's so good. It's off topic, but that's, like, one of the best. Sorry, I was miles away. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so there was some crazy Cage stuff. Apparently, Cage tried to use ice for his death scene. He was on a bed of ice to get his body to spasm, uh, <laughs> but he had to stop it because the ice was making too much noise when he was, like, rolling around in the bed. <laughs> um, and a 40-minute spoof uh, called Eating Las Vegas was made in 1997. <laughs> that's my, like, but that's how I go. That's how you like eating yourself to death. Yeah. <laughs> Instead I'll of go to Las like... Vegas and just eat myself to death. They have all those buffets. Man. Um, instead of an alcoholic eating Las Vegas, it was about a corpulent man, Johnny Cocktails, who comes to Las Vegas where the buffet is never closed to eat himself to death. We should watch Eating Las Vegas. Yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> Alright, so now we're moving on to the good stuff. Now I'm going to give you some of the drama, the dramas um, that Cage has had over the years. The tea. The tea. Oh, thank you. So, Cage has had some, you know, run-ins with the law and alcohol. He's a complicated guy. Um, he self-confessed in a couple of interviews that I read that he had a drug problem at one point, although he, uh, <laughs> goes about saying it in a weird way where he's like, you know that thing that, like, people with a problem do where he's like, well, I wasn't addicted. I mean, I could have t- totally stopped whenever I wanted to, but I just wanted to get in the headspace of someone who was, like, addicted to something, you know? Like, <laughs> someone who was really into doing drugs and, and, and drinking alcohol and living, like, living that lifestyle and... You know, after a time, I just realized it wasn't for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there's that great Terry Wogan interview, which we've watched. And if you haven't watched it, you should totally watch it. Where Nick Cage is probably totally just like completely on speed and and just totally on another plane. Karate chops. Yeah, he takes his top off. Oh, no, he doesn't have a top off. He has like a jacket on and then takes the jacket off. The snakeskin jacket. (laughs) You know, I'm sorry about that. I just had to get off my chest. You know, I was a bit wound up back there, so. Were you? Worked up. Well, I was a little worked up. Do you get get carried away? Well, I don't know if I get carried away. I just sort of have a good time. And, you know, you invited me on your show, so I'm just going to have a blast. A blast, eh? Um, so there are many tales of a drunk, belligerent cage. There has been many tales, sorry, of a drunk, belligerent cage over the years, so we'll talk about some of them. I'm going to tell you about uh, a very public fight he had with Alice Kim. Um, and a lot of people kind of might curse, like, kind of have a cursory knowledge of this because it was reported that Nick Cage was arrested for domestic abuse. But I just want to say at the top, he didn't actually hit her. There was no one, no one said anything that he hit her. No one saw him hit her. She didn't say he hit him, hit her. She didn't press any charges, and she didn't, like, want him arrested. She didn't call the police, anything like that. Mm. So I don't want to put the wrong idea of Nicolas Cage out there. Um, I'm not saying he was, wasn't kind of acting like an asshole, but he didn't beat his wife. Mm. In August 2011, Cage was in New Orleans uh, filming a movie, of course, and um, 
at this point he had had his financial woes, so he'd already like sold off his two houses that he had at home in New Orleans. So he was staying in a rental house. And um, around 11.30, they, him and his wife arrived at a home in New Orleans. Um, Cage had arrived to what he thought was his rental home, but was actually just some random person's house. <laughs> he got it wrong. And then he started arguing with his wife outside the house, insisting that that was actually their rental home. And his wife was like, no, it's not. Like, come on, let's go. He was drunk. Okay. Like, <laughs> he was very drunk. Um... Cage then did grab Alice's arm and dragged her towards the random house, saying, like, no, 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 this is our house. Um, and uh, many articles I read made the distinction that there was no bruising or, or anything on Alice's arm. Um, and then this is where kind of conflicting reports happen, so I read, like, different stuff in different articles, but basically they all agreed that Cage then, when he, I don't know if he got angry when he realized it wasn't their house or if he just got angry because, she, I, I don't know. Anyway, he eventually just started yelling and, like, banging on <laughs> cars parked cars around him and just um started shouting and then he tried to get into a taxi and then the taxi driver was just like no no no, no get out of my taxi i don't want to take you <laughs> and he wouldn't get out of the taxi and he's just yelling um and then this is where it was kind of conflicting things so either there was a police officer in the area that like someone who was watching kind of like flagged over or there was police in the area and they saw, happened to see what was happening. Or I also read one thing where the taxi driver said that he called the police. But either way, police entered the scene and uh, Cage was still in the taxi kind of shouting and being belligerent and his wife was trying to get him to come out. And the police officer comes up and, you know, sees that Cage is obviously really, really drunk. And so he's just like, all right, man, you know, just calm down, just get out of the taxi and just go home with your wife. And so Cage's response is, um, let me get this uh, right. That then prompted Cage to start yelling and eventually shouting, why don't you just arrest me? <laughs> <laughs> to which the police officer just calmly just says again, like, come on, get out of the taxi and take your wife home. And Cage just keeps yelling, why don't you just arrest me? Why don't you just arrest me? And so the cop is just like, okay. And then, and then he charges him with domestic abuse and disturbing the beast and takes them into jail. Um, so uh, that's pretty much how it ends, except for the, the last little funniest bit of the whole story, I think, is uh, Cage was then released on $11,000 bond by none other than Dr. Bounty Hunter. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? I don't know if they know each it's other. Maybe, or he's, he's just like, like a huge Nick Cage yeah, fan. He's or, just like... <laughs> or if like Nick Cage is like, I've seen him on TV before, but he'd get me out. You know, I, I have no idea how that happened, but that they must, is That's fact. hilarious if they're friends and they hang out all the time. Uh, well, I'll have like, another story. Like, I think Dog and Cage, Cage is kind of friends like... with some like, you know, with, like mm -hmm. some dodgy people. <laughs> and we go back to my apartment on the beach. Okay, and now this story is also amazing. So this was in April of the same year. So I don't know, something was going on in 2011, all right? Because Cage had that outburst with his wife. They're fighting in public. I don't know. Cage is drinking a lot. Something went on in 2011. Maybe that had something to do with why they broke up. I don't know. But, um, so this is a really great story. This is in, yeah, the same year, in April of that year. So Cage was again in New Orleans and he was staying in a hotel at this time. And he was also, he was in the same restaurant as, um, a writer for GQ, Jim Nelson, 
and Cage has this crazy outburst, so of course the guy just like meticulously writes about the entire incident. Um, and his writing is way better than mine, so I'm just gonna quote directly from the article. And the article is called uh, "Nicholas Cage will ruin your dinner?" Question uh, exclamation point. <laughs> um, it's really funny. Uh, they were in a really like fancy upscale restaurant in New Orleans called Stella. And um, okay, so I'll just dive into it. Again, this is in GQ. Uh, so quote: I was down there for Mardi Gras. Cage was probably down there to buy human skulls. <laughs> I arrived early for my dinner at Stella. An excellent restaurant whose only crime against taste is that exclamation point. There's an exclamation point at the end of the thing. Anyway. Um, so I decided to wait for my friends at the fine bar. There were four stools, three of them occupied, by a 40-ish couple and a man <laughs> and a man in a Mardi Gras mask who was buying them flamboyant beverages. The man sounded an awful light, like, lot like Milton from Drive Angry 3D. He wore rings the size of iguana heads. I took a seat at the bar, <laughs> and when I looked over again, I saw Cage, unmasked. <laughs> Why is he wearing a Mardi Gras mask? <laughs> okay. Um, another quote. Uh, the woman was showing Cage cell phone pics of the couple's adorable Latino-American kids. They must have been cute because it drove him to melodramatic heights. Quote, now that's America, he declared, <laughs> pounding the bar. More drinks! He wanted to be friends forever. Give me your card. I want your card, said Cage to the husband. The guy didn't have a card to give. How do I get in contact with you? Cage nearly screamed. Give me your digits! <laughs> Someone from the restaurant later explained to me that Cage had had an altercation with his wife and five-year-old son earlier that evening in the dining room. So basically they had been eating there, having dinner. He had gotten an argument with them, and they had said, fuck you, and went home, and Cage just stayed and drank in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, now that's America. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, his his actual words are literally, like, Nick they Cage can be quotes yeah. from, from Cage movies. Like, because, give me your digits. Because all the stuff that he says in the movies are from him. It's I don't yeah. think that's written does, by, yeah. in the script, you know. We do say that a lot, though. We think he improvs a lot. What would you, would you give Nicolas Cage to your number? Hell Yeah. Yeah, if he was... Me if, too. If, I would love to drink with Nick Cage I would at bar. I mean, if I was there, I would give him my number, and then I'd be like, let's get out of here, man, let's have a crazy night in New Orleans. And just yeah, I would it. like to go wild, go, go to, like, Las Vegas. Yeah, dude. And, and he's drunk, gamble. he's rich, I don't know, he might pay for everything. Yeah, no, he would. Yeah. Yeah. I would totally be into it. I don't know what's wrong with this couple. She and I have decided to spend a few hours together. Okay, so the story goes on, quote, my guests, Karen and Marie, arrived, and we were taken gingerly past this scene to our table. But we were seated, with, seated within wine-spitting distance of the bar and could still see Cage literally bouncing off the walls, spilling vino down his sleeve as, he, as if he was performing Leaving Las Vegas the musical for some perverse dinner theater. <laughs> um, so then apparently he, like, you know, the, cu the couple leaves from the bar... And then he's sort of like standing around at the bar and then he stumbles into the dining room. And, um, okay, so he does this quote. He stood at the entrance of the room, clutching the hostess, hostess stand for balance and glared out at the diners. The entire place went stone silent. He moved, stumbled, came closer to our tables. Quote, where's the real girls, he moaned. <laughs> Okay, uh, where's the real girls? He shouted. He spotted them in the corner and moved towards them like a drugged Sasquatch. The room seemed to sway like an uncertain boat. 
The two ladies, alas, had manly com- company at the table. This does not. This did not dissuade Cage. <laughs> this is the best part of the whole thing. And I really shouldn't laugh because it really is mean, but it is very funny. Okay, um, did not dissuade Cage. You, he pointed at the brunette, you're a contender. He turned to the blonde. You're not. Oh my god. <laughs> Which, like... So I read like the 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 women they're talking about the, the the brunette or whatever also like did a post or whatever about what actually happened and hers was I don't really I, I kind of believe this one more because hers is like totally different but um, she said that her friend got really really mad and was just like you're not a contender either but like I think I don't think I would have gotten mad like first I would have been so shocked that he said that to me and then I think I would have just laughed what are you that's I mean, so funny I would expect. Like, if anyone else said it to me, I'd be like, what an what? asshole. But if I'd Nick like, Cage said yeah, yeah, it, yeah, I'd exactly. be like, oh, it's just it's Nick Cage. Like, like, you're, it's like you're watching a movie. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think I would have laughed at the moment, and then I would have gone home and thought, man, Nicholas Cage thinks I'm ugly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then been bummed about it. But, like, I wouldn't have gotten angry in the, mo- in the moment. I don't like, think. I'm not Nicholas Cage's type. I'm like, oh, man, you know? You know, like, that would have bummed me out, even though Nicholas Cage is not my type at all. <laughs> I kind of care if Nicholas Cage thinks I'm ugly. Well, that's the thing. It's like, he's... Like, he's not our type and he's gross to us, but he, the caliber of women he That's must true. get is probably a lot higher than us because he and probably gets supermodels and stuff all yeah, the time. Yeah, but I have, I have admitted, I mean, I don't know. If he was, like, really, like, on it one day and he, like, I don't know, wasn't actually sporting a gross mustache for once and really laid it on thick with me, I think... I, 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 what era, though? Like, young cage or, like, you know... <sighs> I mean, obviously, always younger than he is now. Moonstruck, maybe. Yeah, maybe Moonstruck. If Moonstruck Cage... Like, really laid it on Without the hook hand. Yeah, obviously. Nah, I'd probably be fine with the hook hand. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer the hook hand. You know what I mean? Makes him distinguished. Yeah, you've had a few drinks. You're feeling feeling okay. You're You're in a good mood. Nicholas Cage all of a sudden <laughs> says to your friend you're not a contender and then puts the moves on you. I'd go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you turn me on, brum. You turn me on, brum. Um, uh, this is not over. Uh, then we, so then the uh, wait staff and like the manager or whatever is just like, all right, come on, you gotta get out of here. <laughs> so they take him outside and they are in the parking lot and they're kind of like talking back and forth. And then, um, then he says, quote, Then we heard another tussle. Cage was at the doorway, trying to get past the manager dude, grabbing onto the walls. His arms extended out as if he was, as if he were desperate to catch an existential football. His hand went through a panel in the door, shattering the glass. You love me! He shouted to the restaurant staff, who surely, at one point, did. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds exactly like a scene from Leave Las Vegas, doesn't it? Yeah, I would like to I would witness have... that in real life. God, I would have done everything to witness that in real life the thing is though is that if that happened nowadays people would have their mobile phones out and just record that straight away i think there is well 2011 no there's not no you're right there's not any video the, the next thing i'm talking that i'm going to tell you about there is video of because it was in 2016 mm. but yeah you're right i don't know i feel like i would be tempted to be like leave him alone everybody he's having a rough night you know i mean <laughs> i would want to protect him and be like don't be mean to nicholas cage I feel like you know you gotta let him do his thing. It's Nick Cage. Yeah. I'd be yeah, like, guys, guys, this is gold. This is 
comedy gold. Yeah, that's what I'm mean. saying. Like, like the way and the way that he's doing a bit. This yeah, is <laughs> just let him do it. Like, I don't understand what the big deal is. But also, too, he also might have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I haven't. I to be fair to him, I didn't like 2011 around that time where like a lot of like where he was drinking a lot and like publicly getting into these things. But the later ones I have aren't aren't of that. I mean, it's still of him doing weird stuff, but. So, hopefully, you know, Nick Cage, we love you. We hope you're doing well. Uh, get off the sauce if, uh, if you need to. We mustn't kick the bar. We lean into the bar. Um, so, fast forward to 2016 when Cage was in Las Vegas. Um, outside of a hotel with apparent pal Vince Neil from Motley Crue fame. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. I, feel, I think he probably just, just has weird friends. Yeah. Uh, there is a video of this. I will, I would encourage... Uh, you to watch it um it's pretty short um this time this time it wasn't cage who was ruining anybody's dinner or being an asshole um he was actually trying to stop vince neal from being an asshole so apparently this woman came over to cage for an autograph and neal vince neal i don't know i don't know what happened i think he was kind of drunk as well like but, but he like attacked the woman and like pushed her to the ground and pulled her hair and cage stepped in and was basically, like, basically, like, gets him this, like, weird, like, bear hug. Like, half bear hug, half, like, headlock. And it's just screaming in his ear, like, Calm down! Calm down! Calm down! And he just stops it by just saying, like, Calm down! I love you! Calm down! Like, he just keeps shouting, I love you, and calm down. This <laughs> is really weird. Um, calm down, I love you! Uh, I love you. That's such a weird thing to say to someone who's, like... <laughs> attacking a woman like yeah, I when they had this sort of altercation the video was pretty funny oh no wait sorry i had one more um this one's super quick uh and it's i sent you some photos of it earlier um so that was in 2017 those photos oh, yeah, those yeah. of him where like you have to look this up these photos i'll put it on our instagram if you haven't seen them but like he literally looks like a character like like he just stepped he right like off the set a from, homeless person yeah uh, so him and his good friend uh, Kristen Glover, who probably met from Wild at Heart, because that's when they're Who's masterpiece? Oh uh, yeah, what was that song? song? Clowny clown clown. Clowny clown clown. I was walking on the ground. I didn't make a sound. And then I turned around. I saw a clown. Clown. Clowny clown clown. <laughs> um. So they went to this uh, uh, like Asian restaurant. You know the ones where they have like. Where you're sitting around the like grill or whatever, and there's yeah, a chef yeah, in the yeah. middle making food. Um, so it was one of those things. So, so Cage was sitting like right next to another person, and uh, it's, there was this like Asian woman. This is after his <laughs> uh, divorce from his wife. But he, um, so he so he sees this Asian lady and he starts like putting on the moves and stuff and starts trying to flirt with her like very openly. And um, and then like right halfway through it, his her husband comes and just sits oh, down, no. and Nicholas Cage just sort of stares out into the distance, looking really sad. Um, poor poor Nicholas Cage. Imagine if like, like if if Tom like went to the toilet and then came back and was like, <laughs> Nick Cage is hitting on. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Thomas would a hundred percent make me have sex with Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can totally see him pulling me aside in the corridor, just like, saying like, "You have to take this for the team. You have to do it." I can totally see that. Um, and I'm really good in bed too, believe me. Yeah, 
I mean, vice versa. If, 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 I don't know, I'm trying to think of the female equivalent. I'm like, I don't know. Tilda Swinton? I don't know. Put on the moves on Thomas. I'd be like, you, you gotta do it. I need, we need the story. I think if any celebrity, especially Rupert Grint, who's the love of my life, like he's gross. Hard pass. Have you seen what he looks like now, though? Yes, he's beautiful. Is he? Yes. I just imagine him being disgusting. No, he's beautiful. <laughs> he was beautiful before. He's beautiful now. I love him. He's perfect. I don't care what you say. It's less competition for me. <laughs> I've been in love with him since I was 12. Um, oh, also, I forgot to say that he um, had a really weird pickup line for that girl, <laughs> the one that was the contender in that restaurant. Um, he, he said, I want you to be my mother. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. That's horrible. That's like the worst line you could say to anyone. Like he must <laughs> he must just be hitting on people not even with the expectation of getting with them. No. Just just because he's just this ego maniac. He's just, just like, like he just feels like, yeah, I can just say whatever I want to anyone. Probably a bit of that. And also probably too, he just sees like someone who's beautiful and is just he's like He's just like, hey, I gotta I'll you know, you, I'll like, be, yeah. But it's like, I don't think he's even expecting anything, which is why he can say well, ridiculous it just, It's lines. just weird that he that he did it in, in the restaurant that his wife and dad were literally in 10 minutes ago that they left him in. Um, that these all these people had seen him with. Um, so that was it for sort of crazy cage outbursts. Um, no! No! Fuck you! Fuck! You fucking... Ah! I know a lot of actors are like, oh, I've never seen the film I'm in because I don't, yeah. don't want to even... I also don't know, like, what his living situation is now. Like, if his wife is divorced... Like, because he was with his kid, like, all the time. Like, he was... Like, I read this thing where he was, like... Like, literally, there wasn't... Like, he was about to film a movie, and he was like, I'm not sure... I might not be able to have my son there for a week, and that's, like, the longest time I haven't been... Like, I've been away from him. And the kid was, like, nine. or Like, he wasn't, like, a baby. So I wonder... if he still sees his son regularly. Yeah. I didn't... I didn't is, he a, is he an active father or not? Well, he, ha he had been up until... They divorced mm. is what I'm saying. I mean, he's still close with his other son, Weston, who got married recently. Damn it. I know. Tell me about that. Could you imagine having Nicholas Cage at your wedding? Oh, that'd be so I'd annoying. have him officiate it. Yeah. I would have him like... be a part of every single... I mean, yeah, I'd have him walking me, me down the I'd aisle. I'd have him officiate. I'd have him sing. What yes, does he hell sing yes. in, in um, Wild at Heart? Uh, Love Me Tender? Yeah. Have him sing Love Me Tender. Yeah. Have him sing. I'd have him do, you know, a speech. <sighs> be so great. I would divorce Thomas so I could get married again so I could have Nicholas. You can get life. married without divorcing. <laughs> you can get married again. You can have No, I mean, if I had to be married to someone else who knew Nicholas Cage, do you know what I mean? Uh, so I yeah, could have yeah. him at my wedding. Mm. Anyway. So yeah, so that was Leaving Las Vegas and that was the crazy drunken antics of Nicholas Cage. Um... And this was... What, was... what did we call it? <laughs> Nicholas's Cage. This was Nicholas's Cage, baby. <laughs> okay, until next time, thank you. Bye. Bye. I'm like a prickly pear. <laughs> I'm a prickly pear. I know what my King drag queen. I know what my drag king name would be. Interesting. No, this is a new one. Dick Cage. <laughs>
That's my dragon name. Nicholas Cage. 